What's up guys, this is your boy Fenio, this is the Early Plane Podcast. Just wanted to begin this episode saying Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit. And now we can get into the what we're talking about. We're talking about MMA and some other martial arts this, this time. Because we have three somewhat big events this last weekend. And the first one that we're going to talk about, you know, one fighting championship, uh, one fight night 15. Lee versus Freymanov have had, uh, as usual, with one some non-MMA bouts. Uh, what did I catch from this um, card? Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, Miki Musumechi, I, I saw grappling with Chinya Aoki. Aoki. I hate when, when English-speaking people say Aoki, like it's Aoki. <laughs> Anyway, like, this was an open-weight bout, but Aoki didn't show up, like, super heavy. He was, like, 10 pounds heavier than Miki. And Miki submitted him with a <laughs> with an Aoki lock. So, quite the flex right there. But, yeah, I mean, Uzumeshi obviously is great as a grappler, but uh, him grappling like MMA dudes uh, does nothing for me, really. I mean, obviously, the, the finish was kind of cool here, but... But yeah, I just, I just, if one is going to have Musumechi like making grapple and other pro grapplers, you know. Tawan Chai had a very close fight with Jonathan Wood, so that was interesting. It was very close fight, and but it was very cool. It was very cool. Uh, staying on kickboxing, that was kickboxing, not Muay Thai, by the way. Um. Uh, staying on kickboxing, John DiBella and and Daniel Williams had a great fight. A great fight. Uh, Williams, I've had a championship fight, by the way, for the for the flyweight or strawweight, I think they call it in in one uh, championship. DiBella super sharp, fast, powerful, and Williams started to to get going with the leg kicks late in the fight. So it was very cool. It was very good fight. Uh, I thought it was a lot closer than the commentary were saying. Like, I mean, obviously, I think Dibella like clearly won, but I think Williams took like two rounds, in my opinion, with the leg kicks. Uh, he was hitting him super hard, compromising that lead leg. And the main event was Stan Lee against Ilya Freymanov, and this looked to be a super cool fight. Uh, Freymanov is a great striker, a crossover f from kickboxing, by the way, a Russian. But Tan Lee decided to took him to the ground and submit him with a heel hook like super quick, like in one minute in. So I mean good for Tan Lee. Uh Freymanov, I hope he just keeps improving. He's a lot of fun to watch. But but yeah, the grappling not up to part uh at this moment. But he has quite a few fights though, but he always gets like to strike, so but yeah, I mean good win for Tan Lee for sure. And we also had Bellator. I just watched the main card a little bit. And it was pretty terrible, to be honest. Uh, Liz Carmouche and Elena Leigh McFarlane had a fight. I didn't know they were like friends and training partners. So no, both like very tentative. And also Elena Elima walked into this fight with, a, with an injured leg. So Carmouche eventually just got the finish with like kicks in a very bad fight. Uh, Chris Cyborg beat the shit out of Katzingano very easily in the first round of their fight. 
four minutes in, and then the main event was Usman Nurmagomedov versus Brent Primus. And um, very good showing by Nurmagomedov, uh, but uh, Usman is not very exciting. He's very good, I think. He's probably like top ten for sure, and maybe top five. I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure about that one, but uh, yeah, he's very good. Uh, Primus is alright, but Primus just makes fights look so ugly, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, good for. Good for Usman. Uh, funny detail, Usman was fighting with some shorts, like with the Magomedov name, like very UFC style shorts. So that was that was very funny to me. And then we had, uh, where a lot of people were saying like the least important of the of the three events, but I thought it was the best, to be honest. Uh, it was UFC Fight Night, Dawson versus Green. Main event, not much to say. Bobby Green just catches Grant Dawson, changes stances with the straight right. Uh, with the straight left, I mean, um, just drops Dawson and finishing with round and pound just 30 seconds in into the first round. So great win for Bobby Green. I'm just very happy for him. I love Bobby Green. And a setback for Dawson that was looking to to put together like great momentum moving into the upper echelons of the division. But yeah, I mean, I'm f I'm fine with this Bobby Green rules. You know that. Uh, Co-main had Joe Pfeiffer versus Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Uh, Pfeiffer here uh, showed a little bit of limitations, especially as, as this super prospect. Uh, he got his lead leg shoot up, and his combination punching looked a, a bit sus when he had like Al-Hassan against the cage. But on the flip side, uh, he's he's like a even better athlete than I thought. He's insanely strong. Uh, he's decently quick. Uh, he has big power, obviously, um, and the strength, the power transferred to, like, wrestling. And obviously, we know he's a very good grappler, and here he got, like, a like a monster takedown and got into the arm triangle choke. Uh, Hassan did not defend that one well at all. So good for Joe Pfeiffer. Good for him. Uh, probably top 10, maybe even top 5 uh, at the, in the division right now. But excited, excited to see Joe Pfeiffer against like better opposition from here on. I thought uh, Hassan was for sure a step down from from Jeremy Usher, to be honest. Uh, maybe a hard, a harder matchup just because like Al Hassan is a better athlete, but he has like more holes. I think. Yeah, good for Pfeiffer. Uh, before that, we have Joaquin Buckley versus Alex Morono. Buckley just being the better athlete here. I'm. Starting to put together some stuff as the fight went on, especially combinations going to the body. Uh, I, th I think that he should do more of for sure. I uh, could not get the finish after hurting Morono like super bad on the third, but I am in good for Buckley. Uh, a lot of people like, oh, this version of fucking Buckley is a lot of trouble. I think he just looked like he always does. Um, against a better Alex Morono may be better than some of the guys that he has beaten the past, but. He had like a super big athletic edge here. Uh, some people were saying, oh, go Buckley versus Madalena next. I, I think I think Jack would beat the shit out of Buckley, to be honest. But, but yeah, I mean, Buckley is a good addition to Walter White. I think, I think I'm just a bit, a bit disappointed because he has so much good attributes. He's incredibly powerful. He's fast. He's well-conditioned. He can fight hard for 50 minutes. But I don't know, man. Uh, the process... It leaves a, a bit to be desired there. But yeah, I mean, Bogley's ceiling at welterweight, I would say, around the top 10, top 5 position. Drew Dober beat the shit out of Ricky Glenn. Um, 
Drew Dober, the biggest favorite of the card. I thought Ricky Glenn would have a chance if it went long, but I did not think it, it was going to go long in the first place. And I was proved right. Drew Dober just... Drew Dober is also a very good southpaw in close stance matchups, and Ricky Glenn, the southpaw here. So, yeah, Dober just... Just nailing him with the uh, with the left hand with different setups using his variety of the hook, the overhand, the straight, and the uppercut, and making Ricky react to the feints, and then just catching him with the appro appropriate shots. So very good for Drew Dober. I'm glad he's bouncing back from from his fight with Fabola. That was that the first like bad knockout of his career. Um, Ricky Glenn, I hope they keep him because I like Ricky Glenn a lot and he's very good. Uh, Bilal Gio fought Alexander Hernandez. Uh, it was a weird fight. I did not like the approach of either of the guys. Aljo not taking the front foot super bad that I thought he, it was like putting pressure and putting volume on Hernandez was going to be his path to victory. Hernandez, I thought it was doing well in like staying on the front foot, trying to pressure, but I did not like the... The tentativeness on the first round, um, I think that the game plan was going to the body and Hernandez was a, a little bit scared there of the counter, especially with the knees. And then as Hernandez was getting going like super well on the second round, but he got dropped, so he lost the second round like that there. And Algeo just out volume here on the third round. A good win for Algeo, uh, tough for Hernandez to be honest. Uh, I thought he could have won this one, especially uh, seeing as he looked pretty good early against uh, Billy Q, who, who I thought was a harder matchup for him. I was describing this fight before as, as Hernandez getting like the Billy Q fight, but on an easier difficulty setting this time. It wasn't really like that. Aljo fought like super long and on the on the back foot mostly, but I mean, good win for Aljo. Just give us Bill Aljo versus Billy Q already. Please, please give us that fight for Hernandez. I don't know, I don't know if... He looked alright here at 145, he's obviously super strong and... He can probably stay at 145, but yeah, the, um, the ceiling just seems lower and lower for Hernandez. And too bad, because I think he has some skills, he's super athletic, obviously. Uh, he has good attributes, but I think he's a bit of, of an overthink overthinker, and when things... Also a front runner, like, he, he got going here, but still, like, I don't know, man. Hernandez was was better suited to be like super confident and trying to run over people now uh, because he doesn't have the depth of his skills. He has some skills obviously but but he needs to make better use of his power, his speed, I think. Uh interesting to see what happens in the future. Uh Karolina Kovakevich for Diana Velbita won a unanimous decision. I thought Kovakevich looked good here, uh, especially for for her age. Uh, Still, like I, I'm, I've been saying this from every fight since she's at ATT, but she has improved so much fighting on a good camp, uh, and it's sad because who knows what Kowalkiewicz could have been if she was on a on a good camp from since the beginning. Obviously, like it's not like she was going to be like this dominant champion, but but she could be a lot a lot better, and and I thought Carolina was like. Uh, her attributes and her her mind to fighting were very good in her prime. Uh, that's why I, she got like that super impressive win against Rose Namajunas back in the day. But yeah, I mean, good for Carolina. Uh, Belbita, uh, I think she's alright, but yeah, she needs 
Maybe Bobita needs a better camp too. I don't know. I'm not sure where she fight out, where she fights out of. But, but I mean, I, I'm okay with Bobita staying in the division. Uh, Nate Mains or Maines, I'm not sure how they say that name. Uh, he fought Mateus Mendoza, and Mendoza was trying to go for heel hooks uh, on the ground. Uh, he was selling out super bad for them, and, and Nate just punched the shit out of him and put him out. So yeah, I mean, I mean heel hooks are very good in MMA, I think, but but you need to be careful. You you need to sprint them. You you cannot take your time setting them up. And a, and a few times it looked super close. It looked like he was very close to getting the um, the right angle to get the tap out there, but Nate just stayed on him with the ground and pound and just put him out. So very good performance by Nate Mains. Um, good. Good addition to the flyweight division. He's very long there, so interesting to see what happened next. Uh, Vanessa Demopoulos and Kanako Murata, former uh, wrestler, international wrestler, fought to a uh, decision. The decision went to Demopoulos. This was a bit controversial. Uh, Murata had a lot of top control in second and third round and landed decent ground pound. The uh, second round was close because Demopoulos was super active from her back and attacked submissions. Um, it depends how you weigh submissions, but she was attacking with, with like elbows and stuff. Uh, one detail though that I was told by, by Kate Spencer, I think he, it's his name, uh, was that the the cut uh, that Murata had on her head was because of a clash of heads, and I think the referee did not um, notify the judges. You sometimes hear like when there's a big cut because of a clash of heads, like the the ref uh, shouts like. Uh, caught due to a clash of heads. That's so the judge, uh, the judges can know that the damage was not cleanly inflicted, so they do not have to score that. I think that did not happen there, and I think maybe because of the elbows from the bottom and the cut on her head, the judges maybe thought that Demopoulos had um, uh, inflicted the damage with her elbows. It shouldn't make that big of a difference, but maybe had some some stakes on the on the decision. Uh, I think the decision was alright, to be honest, like, the, the damage was super close second round, uh, so it's not a robbery either way. Orishi Lang for Johnny Munoz Jr. And Orishi Lang, very dominant here, to be honest. Uh, Johnny Munoz, no, not looking very good lately uh, in his last two fights at Bantamweight. Um, I don't know if he gets another chance to put it together. And on the opening fight, J.J. Aldrich was just superior to Montana de la Rosa. Montana de la Rosa is just not that good of an athlete. Um, and also, like, she doesn't put the output. Uh, I think uh, Montana had some good ideas with the double attack, despite being the orthodox fighter here. Especially setting up the high kick. But... But yeah, the output. It was the output. I mean, J.J. obviously a better, a better striker, more nuanced. Uh, was making Montana doubt with the with the feints, uh, taking angles with the jab, especially. So, so yeah, I understand that part. But Montana should have thrown more either way, and and I'm not sure if uh, Montana de la Rosa is getting cut here after this loss. It has been quite a few losses for her, and good bounce back for JJ. And that was the event really. It was all right, not much to complain. It was okay. Uh, main event was. It was a somewhat important fight, and it had a cool result, so I'm not going to complain about that. Let's get into some fine announcements. 
Uh, because why not? Uh, I, I ran through a lot last weekend. I have quite a few here. Uh, Yana Santos is fighting Norma Dumont. Interesting matchmaking because Santos just lost to Carol Hosa. This is a very similar fight against again someone more athletic, uh, better striker, and someone that can probably beat her in the clinch just like Carol Hosa did. So this one looking rough for Yana Santos, and I thought Norma Dumont deserved like a step up in competition, especially because she already beat Carol Hosa too. So I don't know about this matchmaking to be honest. Kyung Ho Kang is a perfect, my boy is fighting John Castaneda. This one should be fun, uh, good fight. I mean, Bantamway never never misses, to be honest. But yeah, uh, excited for this one. Obviously, Castaneda is dangerous and powerful with the hands. Uh, Kyung Ho Kang developing a very like clean kickboxing style as of late, and obviously on the ground, he's very dangerous. So it's a cool fight. Now, Castaneda is a good scrambler. I think he has a wrestling background, I'm not sure. But, but yeah, this one, Bantamweight never missing. Uh, talking about Bantamweight not missing, Marcus McGee is fighting Gaston Bolaños. And this one should be a banger. It has banger written all over it. This one is happening on UFC Vegas 83 on January. So it's it's going to be a while since we until we see that fight. But it's a good one. Uh, Nasruddin Imavov was supposed to be fighting Aliskerov on UFC 294. Uh, that ain't happening anymore. Uh, Wardy Alves is moving up to middleweight again and he's fighting Alice Kerov. Uh, not expecting uh, Alves to to get much done in this fight, to be honest. I mean, maybe. Maybe he's a decent wrestler. He has the, a good guillotine. And maybe the, um, moving up to middleweight fixes up some of the cardio uh, troubles that Alves has had. I think... I thought Alves looked very good in his fight against uh, Niklas Dalvi. So maybe maybe the the move to 185 is a good one for him, despite him being kind of on the old side right now. I'm not a, I'm not a believer on Alice Kerov. I think he's a very good wrestler. He can get very far, but I don't think he's very good, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this could be interesting, but I'm expecting Alice Kerov to win. Uh, Brad Katona is fighting Garrett Armfield, and this one is also a banger. 135 kids being the the best division, especially for like random ass fights that are absolutely good. A uh, bantamweight is the go-to division. Like 155 has a lot of filler in the roster. I feel uh, you can make a lot of like bad fights at at 155. I don't think that's the case with 135. And I think when it comes to lower level in the UFC, uh, 145 is a lot better than 155 as well. But yeah, I mean, Katona, if he's going to bank like he did on the Ultimate Fighter finale, uh, the last one, obviously he's a two-time winner. Uh, this one could be very exciting because Arnfield, and Arnfield is very well-rounded too, so he has a good wrestling and grappling um, base. So this one should be like, Evenly match should be very exciting. Randy Brown, the root boy, is fighting the king of kung fu, Muslim Salikov. And I'm not sure I'm liking this one for Salikov. Salikov just old. Uh, Randy Brown puts a lot of volume out there. So yeah, I think Randy Brown is going to get this one. Uh, would have been a lot of fun if Salikov was a bit younger, but it's not the case anymore. Uh, Curtis Blades was supposed to fight Jailton Almeida, you know, and he's out uh, feeling 
Filling for him is Derek Lewis. Kind of interesting. Lewis is like a decent grappler. Uh, obviously, you you know he knows a few get-ups, <laughs> and he has he has a lot of size and strength to put on on Jailton here. So maybe who knows? Still expecting Almeida to win here, but but yeah, I mean, obviously this is not as interesting as Curtis plays. That was like super interesting fight, just because both wrestlers and Curtis being a lot bigger and having like an actual background in wrestling in America as opposed to Jailton that is like this super athletic jiu-jitsu guy that is not very big for the division uh, but I think Derek Lewis is also an interesting challenge uh, more compelling than Jairzinho just because uh, Derek is bigger and he's a better grappler than Rosenstroik so it is what it is Steve Garcia is fighting Melchizal Costa, and this one is not like super high level, but sh should be a lot of fun. Like both guys always come to bank. Uh, Melchizal does a lot of cool stuff uh, with uh, kicking from southpaw, and Garcia punches very hard. So, so yeah, I mean it's a cool matchup. Ricky Simon is fighting Mario Bautista, and this one is very interesting. 135, guys. I'm telling you, and keep, and I'll keep telling you. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about this one because Bautista's uh, wrestling has has been looking very solid. Um, he looked a bit troubled at times against Blackshear, but but Blackshear is fucking huge. I mean, Ricky is a big, uh, thick dude, but he doesn't have that dimension, so maybe that played against uh, Bautista that, is, that he's used to being this like longer guy but Bautista's wrestling and grappling MMA lab doing their their work with this kid here and uh, Ricky he's he needs to bounce back after that Sonja Dong fight so so I'm not sure I'm not sure should be a very good one I'm excited for this one Wellington Turman is fighting Jared Gooden uh, Gooden back in the UFC lost immediately again. This guy, I think Jerry Gooden is decent. He has not had any luck in the UFC. And Wellington Turman looked all right, dropping to Walter Wind his fight against Randy Brown. So yeah, I mean, a loser here is probably going out. So it's a loser leaves town fight at Walter Wade. But it should be all right. Should be Gooden is always in a strike in exciting fights. So. Uh, Kayo Bohalio was supposed to fight uh, Rusi Boyev, that super tall dude, uh, Russian guy. And now he's fighting Abus Magomedov, another super tall Russian guy. <laughs> Not as tall though. And uh, this one is interesting because Abus, as you know, he gassed super quick against Chan Strickland. But he looks super decent there. Uh, he's a super fast, quick striker uh, with good technique. And Kayo is uh, very similar to Jailton. Uh, Super athletic Brazilian wrestler. I think Cayo is a bit better on the feet, but he's fighting on a better division. And but yeah, I mean, I think Cayo maybe wins this one, especially because he's so tough and has cardio and can push. And if Abus gets tired, Cayo uh, is just going to to wrap him up on the floor. But yeah, good fight, good fight. This is um, UFC SP on November fourth. We have Preston Parsons, he will fight Basil Hafez. Hafez, obviously not better known as the guy that took Jack Della on short notice and surprised a lot of people, even though I thought he lost 
every round I was very impressed with his attributes. He's a he's a fucking horse of a dude. He's so strong. And he's fighting Parsons here who also pushes a lot for the wrestling and that kind of stuff. I just I'm expecting Basil Hafez to be just like a way better athlete and stronger than him, but could get interesting. Uh, that's it for the fight announcements. So let's get into the fight night that is going on this Saturday. We have Sadiq Yusuf versus Edson Barbosa. Very good main event. Um, not super like, not the, the highest of tiers in the in the rankings, but exciting bout between strikers. You know, Yusuf, uh, Southpaw, very powerful. Uh, mostly finding people with the, with the left hand and putting them out. And Edson Barbosa, you know, orthodox, uh, quick kicker, puts combination together, but tends to fall apart with pressure. Yusuf, not really the pressure guy. He can pressure a lot, but he's low output. So, yeah, I mean, this one is it's interesting. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe siding with Yusuf just because he's so much younger. And Barbosa, but Barbosa is still very dangerous. I mean, just ask Billy Guarantillo, who has looked immortal in every UFC fight right until that moment where... Barbosa just put him out. So yeah, good fight. The cool main event has Jennifer Maya versus Viviane Araujo. It's a good fight. A uh, good test for Araujo to bounce back after her her losses to Amanda Hivas and Alexa Grasso. Araujo obviously a very good athlete, but she tends to run out of ideas and also gets tired as, as fights go on. And Maya, on the other hand... Um, like on the older side, she's only 35, but she's been fighting for, for a good while, has 30 fights in her record. But the, the thing about Jennifer Maya is that she's like super well put together. She has like decent boxing and and has like proactive defense. And she's also strong, a decent wrestler. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bit rough of matchmaking for a Raujo because if she loses this one, she's going to be on a three fight losing streak. And uh, Maya is riding a two-fight winning streak. Uh, more impressively, her last fight against Casey O'Neill. So this should be like another prospect that they're making Maya fight. Obviously, Maya already fought for the title. And I don't think the UFC is very interested in making her fight for the title. Uh, Maya also had like super close fight with Caitlin Shukagian and, and Manon Fiorot. So, but yeah, I mean, Maya is fine. I'm, I'm okay with Maya, even though she's not super strong. Exciting. She's a good fighter. A very good fighter. Uh, Jonathan Martinez is fighting Adrian Janez. And this one should bang. This one should be a banger. Uh, Martinez, a southpaw, uh, kicker mostly. Uh, offers variety of kicks. Put the kicks together. Attacks on all three levels. He can be very dangerous. Especially if he gets like to pressure. And you have Janez. Obviously like a tall stance but mostly a boxer. Uh, very good at dealing with kicks, good at parrying kicks, so that makes it this one interesting. And countering with punches, and that, and we've seen Martinez being susceptible to that. His fight against Davy Grant, uh, but still, we haven't seen. I think Janius deal like with a, an actual kicker that kicks super hard uh, with accuracy, like Martinez. So it's a very good fight. I'm very excited for this one. Uh, Michel Pereira was supposed to fight uh, Mark Andre Barriol. And Barrialt is out, so Andre Petrovsky is uh, filling up in short notice here. Uh, Pereira, very big for welterweight, uh, 
will be less big at middleweight, but I think he will, he will put on size and he will be fine on that sense. Uh, Petrovsky, I think he's going to wrestle him. Uh, Pereira has been like hard to wrestle at times, and other times his defense is very sketchy. But Petrovsky, he's a fucking horse, man. Uh, but also, like Petrovsky is also a guy that he says he can make 170, so I expect these guys to be like well matched physically. So interesting, interesting. It's either Petrovsky by wrestling or Pereira gets going on the feet. Uh, Pereira, I think, Pereira is only 30 years old. He looks, he looks so fucking old. He's been fighting for a while, so. Yeah, Petrovsky is surprisingly the uh, maybe the smaller and older guy here. So, but I'm still siding with Petrovsky here. Edgar Chaires and Daniel Lacerda are having a rematch. You know their last fight. Uh, Chaires had like a standing, was it an anaconda or guillotine? Uh, or Lacerda, and Lacerda did not tap. And um, what's his name, this referee? Uh, Chris Tognoni stopped the fight uh, by mistake, so they're having a rematch and you know Lacerda on a four fight losing streak and then the no contest and he gets to fight again against Chaires here. So yeah, a fucking mess, but it should be a, a good fight. Uh, it was a good fight before the guillotine, the last one between these guys. They're very short though. Uh, Christian Rodriguez, C-Rod, better known as the guy that derailed the Raul Rosas train. He's, fight, he's fighting Cameron Simon, and this one is a super good fight. And, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on this one. This one is very good. I recommend you guys to watch out for this one. I'm very excited. Uh, especially because Rodriguez is like super well-rounded, and Simon is as well. Uh, Rodriguez, a little bit of a lower output, but but he he looks like to neutralize opponents. Uh, he is from Rufusport and he fights a, a little bit like Sergio Pettis, so I like C-Rod a lot. And Simon is very exciting, dynamic, and and yeah, and also both these guys super young. C-Rod uh, was a bit, um, no one talk about that because Rosas obviously only like 18, 19 when they fought, but Rodriguez only 25 years old against Simon that is only 22, so they are both very promising guys. Uh, for the division. Darren Elkins is fighting TJ Brown and this one should be actually exciting. Uh, I think Elkins is... Uh, at one moment this was the kind of fight that Elkins always won. And I think um, they're maybe meeting at a point that TJ Brown maybe this uh, wins this fight. Uh, TJ Brown obviously very well-rounded, um, aggressive everywhere and but you know Elkins, a dog, even though he's getting older, uh, Elkins is a fucking dog, so... So... Uh, actually, it could be a good fight. Like, Elkins is not having, like, a super sad... Uh, uh, late career. I mean, he got the, bit, the, the shit beat out of him by Jonathan Pierce, but Pierce is very good. Uh, TJ Brown feels like... Like a similar matchup, but not as... Not as well put together. Like, similarly well-rounded, but I think Jonathan Pierce is like better put together as a fighter, so interesting fight. Tainara Lisboa is fighting Havena Oliveira. Uh, Oliveira is a newcomer, I uh, haven't seen anything from her, and, and Tainara is coming from that rear naked choke victory against Jessica Rose Clark, so she looked pretty good there. 
Uh, Terrence McKinney is back to fighting nobodies. He's fighting some guy called Brendan Marote. And, and yeah, I mean, McKinney by first round knockout, I'm guessing. Like, that's that's what he does when he fights this level of opposition. And we have Irina Alexieva versus Melissa Dixon. Uh, Alexieva, the, the girl that got the knee bar against Stephanie Eger, I remember that. And Melissa Dixon is making her debut. I've never seen her fight before. Uh, very down in the card, we have another banger. Uh, we have Chris Gutierrez, my boy. I was very concerned about his fight against Montel Jackson. But Montel Jackson pulled out of the fight. And filling in is Aladan Haley. Uh, and this one could, should be a good fight because Alatan Haley is a very good athlete. Uh, he's a tank of a dude. Hits super hard, so... And coming off a very impressive win against Shadan Heliger, who I was very high on before his debut. So, I know after his debut uh, against uh, Alatan Heli was his second UFC fight. And I was expecting Heliger to win that one, but Alatan Heli just, just was the better guy that night. Uh, I'm a bit concerned for Gutierrez here because uh, Heli uh, knows what he wants to do. He gets inside, he has power. Uh, I'm still got to side with my boy here, Chris Gutierrez. He's uh, just a good fighter, a better fighter than Alatan Haley, I would say. But yeah, this one is good. It's good. I'm looking forward to, always looking forward to Chris Gutierrez fights. And the opener fight is Ashley Yoder versus Emily Ducote. Ducote was considered like a, a good prospect at one time, especially after her debut against Jessica Penne. But then... Uh, she got like daughtered by Angela Hill and lost uh, against Lupita Godinez in a close fight too. And actually Yoder hasn't had it easy on the UFC. Um, she's like four and one and uh, one and four in her last five, uh, riding at both girls coming here with a on a two fight losing streak. Um, and yeah, I mean, this this one is probably do or die for Ashley Yoder, and I think Ducote is going to be better than her. And this one is a good fight, especially because of all the bantamweight fights that are very exciting in this event. And also the main event, obviously, uh, very good. And we have an, a, an somewhat important fight at 125 between Jennifer Maya, Viviane Araujo. We have the debut at middleweight of Alex, uh, Michelle Pereira, if you care about that. So yeah, I mean, overall good. I'm I'm fine with this event. Uh, it's all good. And I think that's the podcast. So let's get into the let's get into the last part where I talk about sponsors and what can you do to support us. First of all, I want to remind you guys that the early print podcast is brought to you by X Marshall. X Marshall is a combat sports brand dedicated to supporting the jiu-jitsu community. Their goal is to create a fun training environment with unique and exciting designs and promote the gym culture we all love. Ex-Marshalls offers a range of products including rash guards, shorts, spats, skis, streetwear and training equipment. Use code the fight site to get a 10% discount on your order now. That's the fight site, all caps, no spaces. And for the best deals and discounts, sign up to their mailing list and follow their socials at Ex-Marshall Official. Thank you Ex-Marshall. Also, if you want to support the fight site as an ongoing project, get access to our super cool Discord server and an increasingly big backlog of exclusive content that is not available anywhere else, you can support us on Patreon. 
only for three dollars you start getting access to everything so head out to the to patreon and support uh, the fight site there and also i still have a few slots for um commission videos i'm doing video analysis for super ship for only 25 bucks you can choose any three round fight uh from kickboxing muay thai or mma and i will make a video analysis explaining some of the tactics and strategies used by the winner of that fight so if you want more details just hit me out on twitter hit me up on discord or head out to my coffee page and get your commission uh, this is a very good chance for you to get personalized content because uh, let's be real guys an edited video with analysis all done by a single person uh, you don't get that for 25 bucks super super often i'm going to up the price after these 10 commissions are ready i still have a few slots so get on that get on that get get your commission and support me support me to uh, be able to still do this uh, and give you guys the content that you all want and that's it for the podcast thank you very much to everyone as always i always appreciate the support uh, be it uh, direct support through the patreon through coffee if you buy something for x marshall that also help us but also if you just like share with your friends uh, share on social media my podcast my videos everything uh, all of that is very cool. Thank you so much, guys. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.